0: Is it better to invest in the US or in Australia? Both can be profitable, so what is best for me? Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan from onproperty.com.au, your daily dose of property, education and inspiration. And today I want to talk about investing in property in the US versus investing in property in Australia. I want to talk about some of the pros and some of the cons so that you can make an educated decision for yourself as to what is best for you or at least what is the best option for you to look into right now. Now, I just want to start by saying both can actually be very profitable. I've heard of people making a lot of money by investing in Australia. That's what we talk about here on On Property, I've interviewed a lot of different people who've made a lot of money in property in Australia. But there are also a lot of Australians making money in the US and I have interviewed a guy called Ben in episode 103 so go to onproperty.com.au and he's making his money investing in the US. Steve McKnight who is the famous author of 0 to 130 properties in 3.5 years awesome book if you haven't read it by the way on slash 130 to go to fishpond and you can buy that book amazing book but he shifted strategies away from Australia and started investing in the US and has been having a lot of success over there and has actually been helping his students invest in the US so both can be extremely profitable. There's people making money in Australia and there's people making money in the US. So let's look at some of the pros and the cons of each of them. One of the major draw cards for the USA that I keep hearing about is that rental yields are extremely high so cash flow for these properties can be absolutely awesome. If you're measuring your return on investment in terms of cash on cash return, so how much cash do you get each year? based on the amount of cash you put into a property, well then the cash on cash return of these properties in the US can be extremely high, especially if you're borrowing money by accessing equity in Australian property to invest in property in the US which is what we talked about in the last episode, episode 273 at onproperty.com.au forward slash 273. So cash on cash return can be great, rental yields can be extremely high, you know the highest. Rental yield, I think that I've listed in On Property Plus was something around a 14% rental yield for a property that was, it was a com- combination of commercial and residential property. But that's the highest I've ever seen. You know, high rental yield properties in Australia is basically anything over 7%. And if you're getting over 10%, then that's extremely high rental yields in Australia. However, in the US, you can get rental yields that are significantly higher. I think Ben was getting 14% rental yield net. Which we're talking, you know, over 10% gross rental yield in Australia is really high. So he's getting 14% net, which means he's getting 17, 18, 19, 20% gross rental yields over there. So rental yields are a massive draw card for the U.S. And if your strategy is positive cash flow and financial freedom through cash flow, then it might be something that you would want to explore. With the US, and this is no different to the Australian market, you still need to buy in the right area and you need to do your research into the area. But something that you need to think about in the US is that you actually need to find the right rental agent. The market in Australia, and you can be forgiven for thinking that the US is just the same. In Australia, real estate agents sell property. And they manage the rental property as well. They, almost all areas have real estate agents that sell property and do rental property as well. However, it's completely different in the United States from what I hear. That you have real estate agents who sell property, but they do not do rental properties. They don't help you manage the rental of a property. You actually have separate companies that are set up to manage rental properties. So, in terms of the infrastructure of getting good rental managers for your property, it's not actually as set up and as easy to do as it is here in Australia. I've heard of investors going over to the US looking and investing in property but then when they're trying to find a rental manager, they call up, they talk to these companies and they go, oh, that area? No, we don't actually service that area. We don't go into that area. It's too dodgy. We don't want to touch that. We only deal with particular areas. So, before you go ahead and invest, And before you put money down on a property, make sure that you can get a rental manager that can help you out. Otherwise, you're going to have to do it yourself and that's going to be a lot of expensive flights over to the United States in order to do that. Another thing that you need to consider if you're going to invest in the US, and we talked about it in the last episode, episode 273, is that it's very hard to get financing for investing in property in the US. US banks generally won't lend Australian private individuals money. Australian banks won't use the property that you're investing in in the US as security on a loan here in Australia. And so what most investors are doing is actually drawing money from their existing Australian property so getting an equity loan and then taking that cash and using that to invest in property in the States. Or there are some people that have enough money to go over and just pay cash for these properties and they're getting the returns that they want. As I said solid research is still needed. We hear a lot about hot, investment hotspots, investing in America, you're making all this money, it's, it's, it's a golden area for investing. But the fact of the matter is, you still need to do your research because there's good properties and there's bad properties. There's good areas and there's bad areas. So, you need to know what the good areas are and that is going to take some research and likely you're going to need to team up with someone in the US or team up with someone like Steve McKnight who has a team in the US that can help you out. So, definitely, Solid research is a must if you're going to invest in the US. It's not just something that I would be willing to put my money into and simply hope for the best. I'd be wanting to do a lot of research if I was going to go and do that. I want to let you know when you're considering US versus Australia, most of you who are considering US will be thinking cash flow. You know, you won't be thinking capital growth because um, we know we can get capital growth in Australia if you choose the right area so why not just do that. Generally, if you're going after the US, you are going after cash flow. So I do want to let you know that it is possible to generate positive cash flow here in Australia. It's harder than maybe in the US, You know, it's harder than finding negative gear properties in Australia, but it is possible. Look, I know because that's what I do. I help people find positive cash flow properties. I teach people how to find them. I go out and find them myself and list them for my members to see. And so positive cash flow properties do exist. If you want to invest in positive cash flow properties in capital cities, it is still possible. Look for a property that has a granny flat on it or look for opportunities to create a higher rental yield than expected either through granny flat or through renovation or dual occupancy or something creative like that. So just know, if you are going after cash flow, it is still possible in Australia. It's harder and it's probably going to be less rental yield and less cash on cash return than what you're getting in the US. However, you have the benefit of it's easier for an Australian to understand and invest in the Australian market than it is to understand a completely different market. Well, at least in my mind, it is easier for me. It is hard enough for me to get my head around the Australian market and I'm in property every single day. To think about getting my head around the US market is a big endeavor and I know it'll be a big endeavor for a lot of people. So that's something that you know Australia has a massive plus on because if you're an Australian living in Australia you naturally understand the market because you live in it. You live In a property, you either rent a property or you own a property. You know how it works. You know how it goes down and you can find advice. You can call up a conveyancer here. You can call up a solicitor. You can call up a mortgage broker. You can go and have coffee. You can pick people's brains and they know the market. They know it really well. Whether if you, when you're going to the US, that's a lot harder to manage. It's a lot harder to get that advice and to understand a completely different market. Uh, you need to know your goals so this is what I'm going to finish with is that your goals are the most important thing that you need to understand. I recently did an interview with Ben Everingham from Pumped On Property who is a buyer's agent and me and him have had a good relationship over the last year or so and we are massive on income replacement as a goal and looking at well, what income are you generating now and let's look at how you can generate a passive income through property that matches your income now so that you have the flexibility to leave your employment if you want, start a business, do whatever it is that you want to do. But your goals might be different. You might be income replacement, it might be something completely different. But depending on what your goal is, that is going to change what strategy you go after and what strategy you use completely. Because there's not one perfect investment property either in the United States or in Australia. Depending on your strategy, depending on how you want to invest and what you want to achieve, well, that's going to change the types of property you invest in as well as the country you're going to invest in. So get really specific on your goals. Really understand what is it you want to achieve and just get down to what is it you really want to achieve through this. I um, recently wrote a post uh, about six months ago, which was an update over five years ago, so about five and a half years ago now, I wrote this article on my personal blog over at net, and I said, why am I going to be financially free in the next five years? And I gave all these reasons. It was a very cocky article. I gave these reasons why I'm going to be financially free in the next five years. And I wrote an update because I'm not financially free at the moment. And I said, well, here's an update of my situation. And something that was really interesting to me was in that article I wrote five and a half years ago, I said as point number seven, yeah, I had seven points as why I was going to be financially free. In point number seven, I said I'm going to be financially free because I know my why. I have a strong reason why I want to achieve financial freedom. And my strong reason was that I wanted to be able to have the flexibility to spend as much time with my family as I wanted. I didn't want to quit my job. I didn't want to not work. I knew I wanted to work, but I wanted the flexibility to spend as much time with my family as possible. And then the second thing was, I wanted to have a platform to help make a positive impact in people's lives. Back then, I was probably thinking something around you know Christianity and the church and having that sort of platform around there, or something like what I'm doing now in terms of education. And I looked at my life six months ago when I reviewed this um, five-year goal that I had that I didn't hit, and I said, well... I'm working for myself now and I have the flexibility to spend as much time with my family as I want. You know, this morning I started work at 11am. I'm going to work till about 8pm tonight. But I started work late because my son has swimming in the mornings. And so, I went and watched him do swimming and then played with him in the pool and I had that flexibility in the morning to start late and then I'll work a bit later in the night and then tomorrow, you know, my daughter's got an Easter parade and then I've got some parent-teacher interviews and, you know, I'm going to a dancing recital uh, thing next week and look, I have the flexibility that I want to spend time with my family when I want to and then I also am having that impact in people's lives and having a positive impact in people's lives. So, I... Give this story and there is a reason that I gave this story. And that is, sometimes we seek financial freedom for reasons other than financial freedom. I was saying, I want to be financially free so I can achieve these two things. Well, five years later, I'm not financially free, but I've achieved the two things that I wanted to achieve. So really sit down, really understand, well, what income goals do you have? But what is it that you really want to achieve? And for me, it was that flexibility of time and it was having a positive impact in people's lives and that was something that I was able to achieve running my own business. Man, I wish five years ago that I had knew that, well, there's actually multiple paths to achieve what I really wanted and I actually sought out, well, is property the best way for this or is it business or is it something else? So, really get to know your goals so you can choose between Australian property or US property or maybe something else altogether. All right, that's it from me. I'm Ryan from onproperty.com.au. If you are interested in high rental yield properties, then I do have a list of 10 positive cash flow properties here in Australia that I'm willing to share with you. Go to onproperty.com.au forward slash free to get access to that and to check out those properties there. You can see the areas that those properties are in. You can see the types of properties that they are and that could help you in your search moving forward looking for positive cash flow properties in Australia. So if that's you, go to onproperty.com.au forward slash free. Otherwise, until next time, stay positive.